Here we go, episode 13 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri, here with you. Very excited. Some big news, of course, to get to. And the Islanders with a huge Game 5 victory in Boston, 5-4. to four. My heart's still racing, Jam, and I'm not even a huge Islanders fan. How yeah. you doing, though? I'm doing good. Uh, I agree. Really nice, really fun game to watch. Uh, definitely can understand why people say playoff hockey is so fun, but when you're rooting for a specific team, it's the most stressful thing ever. I can completely understand that. Uh, yeah, really good game to watch and a uh, huge win for the Islanders. I can't completely understand it. Like I've, I watch the Mets, and sometimes it's like stressful, and sometimes it's not. Right. So like I kind of know that. I've watched the Giants in the playoffs, and I could tell you – that it's stressful, but I was also younger. Right. I can't even imagine a diehard Islander fan yeah. with a minute to go after they pull the goalie. <laughs> it's just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Islanders, and I'm I'm watching that like you said that last about minute and a half, two minutes they pull the goalie, and you know I haven't been keeping up with this team, watching every game the whole season. I you know I I just pay attention a little bit and watch them in the playoffs, and I'm stressed out. I'm like. Clear the puck. Clear the puck. You know, it's a six-on-five. Obviously, they have the goaltender pulled. Um, I can only imagine how stressful it is. Even a, what about being at the game, too? The Coliseum, game six, is going to be insanity. Yeah. Like, if you get into that stadium, that that arena, on what is that going to be? Wednesday night yeah. for game six, when they have a chance to clinch that, that must be I'm sure ticket prices just soared. Yeah, they were like 300 bucks the cheapest on StubHub yeah. I saw before. So, that, yeah, those will soar. Yeah, but obviously a huge win in the series. Um, kind of a very weird game. I don't know if you want to say that they stole it. Um, I don't think they did. The only way I, I'm saying you could say that is they had 19 shots. How is it possible? the Bruins had 44. Varlamov. Varlamov. Varlamov or Varlamov, whatever you want to say. He's a brick wall. 40 saves tonight. Unbelievable. They took Tukarask out, the Boston goalie, early um, after the second period. Mm -hmm. But the the backup came in and gave up two goals. I mean, five goals on 19 shots is – you don't see that very often. Unbelievable win for them. And, again, like we said, they're going to try and close it out. And it's not going to be easy. No, I mean no, the series not. is not over. It can easily go back to Boston yeah. for Game Seven, which I don't even. I want mean to the know fact that this is at the minimum for the Islanders that they lose, going to go to seven games, is a big shock to the hockey world. Nobody thought they were going to uh, take it this far. People thought Boston was just going to walk all over them. I just told you. I asked a bunch of our friends. I asked a bunch of people from work, and I, and you know they had known. I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm like genuinely. I'm asking you. Do the Islanders have a chance at winning this series? And all of them said no. Right. All of them said four games, five games. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll see how it plays out. Right. And even NBC Boston, they were saying as long as the Bruins play their game, this is going to be an easy series. This is going to be a sweep. Yeah. And, and the, it's not like the Bruins have looked bad. No, they've, they've outplayed them yeah. in, in, some, in some assets of this game. But it's unbelievable that on 19 shots they score five goals and yeah. somehow win the game in And, Boston. you know, I think they're – People were worried after the Islanders made that the trade at the deadline about the team chemistry, and it, it threw it off. The Islanders kind of were in a little slump after that. I, I don't think that's a concern anymore. I, you know, I think they're, they're playing together. I mean, you had five different guys score tonight, including a piece of that trade, Kyle Palmieri. He has six points in his last six games, yeah. and that was a six goal of the postseason. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's a concern anymore. No, not at all. Just like 
don't want to go off topic, but the Nets chemistry concerns are not really, uh, but right before we get there, I just wanted to mention, um, again, in hockey, have you seen the Canadians? That's crazy. They're up 3-0 on the Jets, and they're, the second period is ending right now, and it's tied 2-2. Yeah, that's crazy, I mean, that's a, They were a team that wasn't, weren't supposed to make the playoffs. Yep. They end up coming back 3-1. Hot Yep, Carey Price. That's, that's what need. happens. So, the Islanders will look to take care of business again on Wednesday at the Coliseum. And that should be interesting. As always, we're going to do over-unders. I also think, sorry, I also think the lottery's coming up in the NHL. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure when it is, but I, thought, I know it's coming up. Did it happen? No, it didn't happen. I don't think it did. I got to look. But anyway, we're going to do over-unders in a little bit instead of a list today. We're going to do a list on Thursday. Over-unders for the NBA's Western Conference matchups. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to start off with some baseball. We're going to go to some baseball today. They did. They, they did it already. They did a lot. Of, I yeah, thought they the, did the a lot. The Sabres got the number one pick. Rightfully so. The Sabres are just a brutal team. And they're going to have to trade the, Jack, uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah, and the crack in the Seattle crack and have the number two pick. Wow. Maybe they could do what the uh, Golden Knights did. and yeah. you know, Honestly, they have a good chance at it because with the expansion rules of the NHL, they could get a pretty, Build a pretty, pretty solid players. And... So, like, you know, did you know in the NHL, so, obviously, you know how expansion drafts work. They're pretty similar in every sport. You get to protect a certain amount of players, and the other ones are up in a pool and can be drafted. Um, they, like, they could pick somebody. Let, let's say the Islanders don't want them to pick, I'm just going to pick a random player, like Matt Martin. Let's say they don't want Matt Martin. Seattle could just be, okay, give me a first-round pick instead. Yeah. So, they have a lot of leverage and can get some pretty talented players. So it's pretty cool. I think, that works pr- out. I think it's kind of flawed the the expansion rules, but it's kind of cool. It yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, you it's always, flawed, but that, it, it yeah. works. Because as a fan, you're all like, you play like you know, you play Madden, and it's like you do these fantasy redos, and you're like, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers on the Falcons, and all this stuff. The league shapes up, and you're like, wow, this is really. It's kind of like a little hint of that. You know, any this new team can just take players from all around the league, and yeah. It's exciting. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's really exciting. And, and like we said, the Vegas Golden Knights went to the final, the Stanley Cup final in their first season. And they were in the playoffs last season. And they're in a great yeah. matchup right now, a great series with the Colorado Avalanche. So that I think they tied it 2-2, actually. Yeah. The Avalanche are like this heavily, heavy favorite. And they are, they were they, – they killed the uh, – 7-1 seven in one, game yeah. one. And the Knights have fought all the way back, tied it. So – well, that then, should be yeah, good. but you have the the um, the Golden Knights, like we just said, they they went to the Cup their first year and they get a a two time uh, was it the Zena Trophy? Yeah, uh, winner Mark Andre, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, they the Penguins didn't so protect them. You get some pretty good players in this uh, expansion draft, so let's see how that goes down. Let's move on to some baseball here, though. The Mets. You want to start with the Mets or the Yankees? What What do you feel? Go like? Go with the Mets. Go with the Mets. Yeah. I let's try. And... <laughs> yeah. You want to start off with some positive, some positivity instead of the negativity. Sure. Today. That's it. All right. So let Let's start with the Mets here, as they had a very interesting series over the weekend. Four games set with the Padres. They split after their win on Sunday, six two. Marcus Stroman went six and two thirds, gave up one earned run. Did you see the play in which he gave up basically the run on? No, I did not. So there was a comebacker. Tatis had a comebacker right to him, right? And you know how he is. He's flashy. Like yeah. he's a goal. He's, he's a, a good great, fielder. He's a great fielder. Except for that uh, play 
couple months ago when he threw like a six hopper to first base. The hell was that about? What? You don't remember that play? Yeah, but he made like an insane play. Yeah, he made an insane the play ball. and then he threw like an eight hopper to first okay, base. Okay, so most yeah, pitchers sucks. don't even get to that. Yeah, it sucks. All right. So he th- this play that he made yesterday sucked. So he gets the ball as a comeback or he makes a nice play. He's running toward the base and he flicks it over. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nonchalant. Yeah. Like a Yoannis Cespedes type Like a little throw. shovel pass yeah. kind of a thing? Right at Alonzo. It bounces in front of Alonzo and then it went behind him. Yeah. So Tatis sprints over to second base. For some reason, Alonzo spikes it into the ground as he throws it to second. Shouldn't have thrown it to second. Goes into the outfield. Tatis is on third. Next pitch, Eric Osmer. It's a ground ball. Tatis scores. So it was 3-1 at the time. Stroman makes up for it, though. He, an, he rips an RBI double. You know, you want to get rid of the pitchers hitting oh, in, yeah. in the NL. But meanwhile... Ignore the 10 times before that where he struck out and didn't have a chance to hit. But that's exciting. Yeah, that's no, so exciting. But that's Riveting. fun. Yeah. That's exciting. DeGrom hitting. Exciting. Okay. So the Mets big... Okay. I, I As a Mets fan, I was, like, hoping for a split. Like, right. that was my hope going right. into the series. And they played them very tough. They outscored them 13-8 in the series. And I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, you you got to be happy with that. Uh, that's is that the end of their road trip now? Their West Coast road trip. The end of the West Coast ro- road trip, but they're going to Baltimore. Started two games. Oh, big tomorrow. bad Baltimore. Yeah. Did they, they finally it. snap their losing streak? The they, Orioles. They did. They scored eighteen runs yesterday. Really? Yeah. That's nice. That's more. It's good runs. to know that a team that, that could lose fifteen <laughs> games in a row can score more runs than the Yankees can over a, a five day span. Yeah. That that's not actually. It could probably be more than it's that. Six. With, with I saw game. it yesterday. Um. But yeah, you you gotta. You got to be happy with that. And Frankie Lindor's been hitting. He's back. He's he is. Mm. He's back. I got some numbers for you. Hold on. Relax. But he's been doing good. Hopefully, if he keeps it up for another week, then he's back. In his last two weeks, two eighty six, batting average, two fourteen on three three fourteen on base, five ten slugging. He's got a couple of homers in there. Okay. He's. Oh he's, he's on his. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He's on his way back. Yeah. And. With, you know, there's so many things that he does, like, off the field or even on the field, not at the plate. Like, he's obviously a plus defender at short, mm-hmm. and he runs the bases very well. He is a very good base runner. He just does so many I know, things. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I noticed that. Was it? I, uh, I think it was yesterday's, well, Sunday's game. Um, Kevin Pillar had a base hit to right field. And, oh, no, was it when it was you were Saturdays, at my, okay, yes. Yeah. So, Saturday night. Kevin Pillar hits a little like sinking shallow fly ball Didn't to right field. Didn't know it was gonna fall. I, you couldn't tell. If, and I was like, "There's no." It was you know the right fielder came in hard. He wasn't playing that deep. Um, Lindor was on second. I was like, "There's no way he's scoring on that." I know he's quick, but I'm like, "There's no way he's scoring on that." And he did. He got it. He knew it right away. He got a great jump on the ball, and he knew it was dropping. Scored easily. And he scored easily. Yeah. So yeah, he is a very good base runner. By the way. I think he could go another size up on his baseball pants. A lot. You know what? You said that on Saturday night, and I'm noticing it now. Yeah. I'm looking for because you had said it about Robbie, right? When we were at the Blue Jays Yankees yeah. game. Well, he's like even worse than that. <laughs> no, he might, he might as well wear yoga pants out there. Start looking for it even more though, because yeah. it's crazy how many guys wear tight yeah. pants. It's a little disturbing. No, it is. Like, yeah. what, what's what's the deal here? I don't know. You would think in the heat in San Diego, you want to be a little looser and not have skin tight clothing on. Not even that. How do you move? I don't know. I guess they got stretchy material now or something like that. It still doesn't look. good. I mean, it doesn't yeah. look good. It's. I mean, who are they trying to impress? I don't know. It, I mean, I guess. I'm not. I'm not impressed. What are you trying to get? You know, a female crowd to start yeah. watching. I don't. 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here for it. Let me no, tell you that no. much. Yeah, you're. you're oh. Speaking of the heat, dude, I'm kind of dying here right I'm, now. I'm sweating. It's hot I'm in here. Sweating. We not. We don't got AC on today. Wait, where's Joe Cena? Yeah. Call him up. Get him. Get the uh, AC in the, going in the on studio. Here. Yeah, you can call us the studio, right? Our it's NSC Windows little, Studio. Little makeshift studio. Yeah, it just be a little. You know, the equipment's got a. You need some air with the equipment. Yeah. We got computers. We got the microphone. Yeah. We got the TV. Yeah. I don't know though. Like, as soon as I walked in here, it's like a little sauna in here. Well, I mean. It's your, it's your place. You can yeah. find the AC. <laughs> yeah, God forbid you helped out. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know where anything is. So, All right, you want to you wanna stop the laughing and start getting depressed now? Let's get some... Well, hold on. I'm not done with the mess. All right. Okay. I, I got some complaints. Actually, I don't have a lot. Uh, what, do you, what complaints do you have? I don't have a lot of complaints. I mean, the first two games were interesting. They, they didn't really hit you, Darvish, game one. Oh, God, yeah, he didn't hit you, Darvish, you know, guy who has a not, sub-2 ER. I'm not complaining. The best not strikeout pitcher in MLB history. He's actually not anymore. Really? I Go look, because when I looked up his stats the other day, it was not golden. Unless it just doesn't come up golden on my phone, and it only comes up nah, golden on the computer. No, it usually does come on the phone. Then it's not. He's not. Strikeout per nine, right? Yeah. He's not number well, one Well, the anymore. Mets did also make Blake Snell look like the 2018 Blake Snell. Well, I mean, that was a joke. Yeah. That was an actual joke. Yeah, that was. The fact that they couldn't hit Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the hell no, is going on. No, you're right. He's there. not. I wonder who is. Check. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe like Randy Johnson? No, nobody overtook him, right? Not Randy, not Randy Johnson. It's not Nolan Ryan. I know that. He only has like a nine-something K for nine. That's crazy. But, yeah, so the Mets the Mets had a good weekend. I'm not – I'm yeah. not. no, all seriousness, I'm not complaining. They had a good weekend. And they they got to continue here. They got to they got to beat up on Baltimore. They're going to see Matt Harvey again, who since his start in City Field has been terrible. He's a twelve ERA since then. Yeah. So Matt Harvey's going to look to save his season and possibly his career once again against the Mets. That's on Wednesday, and then they, they had they got the Padres again at home, and they'll start that game with Degrom, who we haven't spoke about. Yeah, who had another dazzling start: seven innings, eleven strikeouts, no runs. And the numbers on him, Jeff Passan tweeted out these crazy statistics, which I can no read out for you. No way! You want. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. I want you. To, I found it. Okay, I want you to try and guess who the all-time leader is in strikeouts per nine. Starting, it's only starting pitchers. Can I have? I'll like give a you hint? a hint. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. He's an active player. You gotta kind of think outside the box. Throw out all the obvious ones like Scherzer and everything like that. Is he's he a, younger or older? He's older. He's really good, but he hasn't been relevant the past couple of years. And it might not be because of his performance. Oh, my God. Can you give me AL? American League. Oh, my God. So, he's had, like, issues off the field. Mm, yeah, but not necessarily... It, like arrests. That involves... Yeah, that involves anything. That involves... Behavioral injury. That's that's all I'll give you. Carlos Rodon. Okay, I'm gonna ask you to do a reasonable guess and not a stupid one. Like what, what do you, you mean, just stupid? said? Carlos Rodon. I don't know. Yeah, he no, strikes yeah, out you know, a lot of right. guys. It's Carlos Rodon. Right behind him is Kyle Gibson, Merlo. No, it's not Carlos Rodon. This guy's like a multiple-time All Star. It's Kyle Gibson. No. Oh my God, I was joking. Oh. I was being sarcastic. No, it's not. It is a household name. You know what? There's no reason to get like nasty here. 
damn it. Don't insult my intelligence right, by saying me, Carlos Rodon. Can you give me like a um a division? East. AL East. Oh my god. Is it Corey Kluber? No. Um I'm giving you one more guess and I'm I telling know. you because this is getting so dragged out now. Oh god. Alright, tell me. It's Chris Sale. Oh. Yeah, Chris Sale is the all-time leader in K per nine. He's eleven point zero eight three nine strikeouts per nine innings. Interesting. Top five is Sales, Darvish, Scherzer, Degrom, Randy Johnson. If you just, wow. I mean, look at this list. Like, look at how many of these guys are active. Yeah. That just shows that the the strikeout rate now is unbelievable. Trevor Bauer's I mean, on the Rich Car- Hill. Carlos Carrasco is seventeenth all time. That's crazy. Yeah. Out of the top seventeen. What is that? One, two, three, four guys are inactive. Thirteen guys are active. That yeah, that's that is absurd. You got guys like Rich Hill and Carlos Carrasco on there. You're like, okay. yeah, that that's interesting though. Mm-hmm. Carlos Rodon wasn't like that bad. That was pretty bad. He strikes out a lot of guys. Okay, Maybe he overtook him. Oh, I don't even think he's eligible. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I think there's some sort of minimum. Yeah, there's a minimum of a thousand innings pitched. Oh, so he's not there yet. Another guy heating up for the Mets, uh, James McCann, my boy. Last two weeks, five homers, batting three hundred, on base three thirty three, slugging seven fifty. My guy, making look at Lindor, McCann making a combined three hundred and eighty one million dollars. Finally showing up. There you go. How do you like that? It's finally starting to pan out. Yeah, thank God. And maybe maybe Carlos Carrasco can come back mm-hmm. if he wants. Yeah. Don't, you know, like he posts a lot of things on his story. Listen, you want to throw bullpen sessions at City Field until July? Go ahead. You know, it's all good. You want to go out for dinner? You want to do this? You want to do that? What do you want him to do? Sit in his house because he isn't back yet? Yeah, rehab okay. all day, 24-7 yeah, okay. before he can, you know, come back for me. Right. All right. So let's go over to the depression side of town. The New York Yankees. Swept over the weekend by the Boston Red Sox. They fall to 31-29. and 29. They're in fourth place. They're six and a half games behind. Yeah. I mean, I'm keep, I'm, I'm losing track at this point. Okay. <laughs> the Yankees had a week in which they played seven games, four against the Rays, three against the Red Sox. They won two of them after a split with Tampa, which I thought was a victory. Oh, yeah. But the weekend did not go so well. They lost last night on a terrible call. Bottom of the ninth, full count. Two men on. They had just tied the game 4-4. Matt Barnes is in on the seventh pitch of the at-bat to pinch hitter Rugnet Odor. A ball outside. Clearly a ball. Called a strike. Inning over. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? I want to know like what your reaction, like your live reaction to that call was. Well, my reaction was just like, I was dumbfounded. Like I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I texted you. The first thing I said to you was robo umps. Um, I say that every time it's a bad call. I'm like, yeah. just, just bring on the robots, please. I can't take this anymore. Um, the thing that I also can't stand with these umpires is how big their egos are. Where you make a really bad call like that, like you should be able to. You okay? I'll take a little heat for this, right? Like you know, people jawing at me for it. He, he, he throw he looks over to the dugout because he's he already wants to hear stuff because he's looking to throw people out. He's throwing people out. He threw Phil Nevin out. Phil Nevin comes out of the dugout with an IV still in his arm because he had COVID and he yeah. had a bad reaction to it. He's got an IV in his arm and he's screaming at the guy. Then you have um, the Yankees bench coach 
got ejected. They didn't even know who got ejected. The, well, he the wasn't second saying base anything. Umpire, yeah, the second base umpire, who was a crew chief, just starts throwing people out. It was who was the, who's the hitting coach? Tim's Marcus Tim's. Yeah, he was the one yeah. screaming at yeah. him, and, and he, he was didn't, pissed. Marcus Tim's. Yeah. He should have gotten ejected. Yeah, he he was the one screaming yeah. at him. You know, Aaron Boone gets fiery all the time. I was shocked he did not get ejected last night. I he think, came out very calm. He's like, "Who'd you throw out? Who'd yeah. you?" Th- I thought he was going to get rung up. I saw Yankee fans complaining about that. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. They they need their manager in that situation. Yeah. You got so, you like, got three coach. They they lost. Their third base coach and their backup third base coach. They had their first base coach coach third, and then they had their like catching coach. You know, like quality control yeah. coach, I think. Coach yeah. first base. I, you know, I follow like Eric Hubs and those guys on Bleach Report. They come out with some really bad articles sometimes. I mean, oh my god! And even some of his tweets are just like ridiculous. Hubs he, is that Hubs Barstool? Or yeah, Barstool. They said Bleacher. Okay, I said Bleacher sure. Report. Yeah. Sorry, Barstool. Yeah, they come out with some really bad articles sometimes. He he puts out an article today that said um, Aaron Boone not getting ejected last night is just proof that he's not the right manager for this team or something. I'm like, really? In like, that situation, you cannot get ejected. No. You're losing guys. It's late in the game. You need to be there. He had gotten ejected earlier in the week. You're really going to question this guy's ability to like stick up for his team? I mean, he literally made a trademark with that whole effing savages thing. Like That was literally the Yankees thing. He, he's gotten ejected plenty of times. I feel like in the last... He literally got ejected earlier this week. He got ejected on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, in the Rays game. I feel like like every ejection I see from a manager most of the time it's Aaron Boone. Yeah. How many times has he gotten ejected in the last three years since or four years know. since he's became Yankees manager? So, yeah. I'm with you. He can't He can't yeah. get thrown out the, of that game. This is the article. It says, Aaron Boone not getting ejected last night further shows he should not be the manager of the Yankees moving forward. Yeah, because you don't I want... I mean, that's like a lousy article. Come on. What, you want Brett Gardner coaching the yeah, team? No, no <laughs> they want they want Phil Nevin, actually. Like, I've seen people say, oh, Phil Nevin, because Phil Nevin came out of the dugout and he's this big, strong guy that was losing his mind. But no one knows if he has the ability to coach a baseball team. They just like how he lost his mind and likes to scream at people. Which I have nothing against Phil Nevin. I, I mean, I like he's had yeah, actually he's had some questionable third base coach episodes, but that's been him at third I don't base. Want to get into that. No, that was even worse. Like that when we went to the Yankee game, they sent Gary on that. That was like unbelievable. But he hasn't been great either, Phil Nevin. No, the whole base running thing with the Yankees, like they. Oh yeah, let's, they might have to. Let's you let's know, talk start about practicing. let's talk about Yankees stats, okay? Oh. Just some absurd stats. New York Yankees, they put this graphic on ESPN. New York Yankees, uh, when they give up four or fewer runs this season, are 31-11. and 11. That's occurred in 42 games. When they give up five or more runs, that's happened 17 times. They're 0-17. That's, that's insanity. So, like, this team obviously can't hit. They are... Get, they can't get into, like, slugfest. They're not out-hitting teams, obviously. Did you know that the Yankees... With nobody out and the bases loaded, have have grounded into seven double plays this year. They grounded and into so many that, double plays. That is equal to the total amount of double plays grounded into in that same situation in the entire American League. There have been seven double plays in the entire American League in that situation, and the Yankees have. There have been fourteen of them. The Yankees have seven of them, and the rest of the American League has the other seven. That's crazy. They, I mean, how is that even possible? How many did they ground? I think they grounded into two they last into three night? double plays last, last night. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw two of them. Okay. I mean, the situational heading has just been terrible. Like off. That's what that's what separated the 2019 te- 19 team. 
DJ LeMahieu was batting like 400 of the runners in scoring position. The Yankees were one of the best teams with runners in scoring position. And they were really freaking good that year. Now, is this even a playoff team? It, I mean, right now it doesn't look like it. But but we're benching John Carl Stanton and keeping him fresh for the playoffs. But you're not even in the freaking playoffs right now. Yeah. Like, you're just acting like you're going to walk into the playoffs. And Aaron Boone, I mean, he's got to have no control. He's got to have no control over the team. If if he does and he's making those decisions, he's got some balls on him because your job's on the line right now. You're on the hot seat and you're telling me you're not going to play John Carl Stanton because you want to rest him for the playoffs? You think he's on the hot seat? Yeah, he's on the hot seat. If the Yankees go like... If they finish 85 and 77, the Yankees, and miss the playoffs, he might be fired. They haven't fired anybody since 1990. They haven't fired a manager since 1990, yeah. so that would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is I'm looking I'm looking around the field, right? Left field, no production. Center field all year, no production. First base, no production. Your second baseman, who you just extended. Yep, no production. DJ LeMayu, nothing. 600 OPS, batting 286, yep. couple of homers, nothing. Giorgio Shella up and down. Yep. He's been pretty good. Glaber up, up and down. down. Glaber shows like he's gonna break out of whatever he's yeah. in. Doesn't you know? Eventually settles down. The only and your catching situation. I mean, hasn't been like as bad as maybe you thought it would be, but it's no. still not great. Your only your only bright spot no. is Aaron Judge in right field. That's it. I'll tell you right now. I gotta agree with what I said last week that my brother told me this is not a World Series team. No. I mean, how can you look at this team right now and say this is a World Series team? No, not they right have now. way too many problems. But okay, so we look at this right, and they're thirty-one and twenty-nine. We're they're you know sixty games through the year. What moves do they make? Like I, I think don't know if they too, can. They're too many. I think they they might be trapped. This might just be a lost season. Like figure it out in the off season. There might be too many moves to make where you you're like, all right, maybe we don't make a move. Yep. Maybe we just stay pat. And then you ask, is is Aaron Boone the manager? No. It's yeah, I don't, I don't know. It makes it makes no sense. I didn't think. This was a World Series team in the beginning. I, okay, I thought the AL was weak, and I thought yeah. the Yankees would get there by default. By no means did I think they could win it. I really didn't. I really? had them in ninety-five wins. I didn't think this was a strong enough team, but I thought they would win yeah. the division, make the playoffs. You know, and I thought their problem would be their pitching, right now. not their hitting. Place. Yeah, uh, the, the the Blue Jays are better. You would say. Yeah. The and, Blue. At least the Blue Jays are doing exactly what we thought they would. They're hitting, and they but they can't pitch. We knew that. We I when we did our season predictions, I was like, this team's going to be good. They're not going to make the playoffs. They don't have the pitching, but next year will be their year when they get some pitching, and that's exactly what they're doing. You know, if the Red Sox go out and add like a front line starter, they could be dangerous. Yeah. If they go say, you know what, let's go get Kershaw. Yeah. They could be. They let's could be pretty Scherzer. scary. Did I say? Did yeah. I say Kershaw? Yeah. I meant Scherzer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kershaw is not going to be available. Scherzer, that's what I meant. They they could be pretty dangerous. They got a good bullpen. Matt Barnes has been great. Other than yeah. last night, he's been great. They got a great team, and they can hit. It's nice to see that a team can hit nowadays. Yeah, yeah right. The Yankees are going to go to Minnesota though, in what seems like a must-win series. Like you got to go there and take two out of three. No, definitely. And if they don't, I don't want to know what happens after that. The, the Twins have been one of the worst teams in the AL. Really disappointing, actually, this team. They were supposed to be very good, but they haven't been good. And then they're going to go for a rare two-game series over the weekend. Yeah. They got Friday off. I know, no, it's weird. It's, it's Philadelphia, fun. right? Yeah, have fun. You know. We, we wanted to go to those games, right? Yeah, I think you want to go? Did. No, I'm good. I'll go. I don't really want to see this team play right now. So that'll... Um, 
That'll be an interesting week for the, this will be an interesting week for the Yankees. I don't know if Aaron Boone is I don't know. I don't know if I put him on the hot seat. I don't not like right now. I don't, I don't like think they're gonna fire him like before the season ends. Not like that. What but... if they got like what if they lost like four games this week? No. You don't think they no. like they they get swept by the twins. No. They lose I mean, in Philly. Maybe if it was another organization, but the Yankees, uh, the, the history of them, the man, the way they've operated with certain things, I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Like you, you said, they haven't fired a manager since 1990. I don't think they're gonna fire him after you know a trip to the ALDS and before that back to back hundred win seasons and fire. Do you think that this is like what do you think the problem is with the roster? I think. It's a good question. I mean, like I think they were way too optimistic with certain players. I think Gary Sanchez, you know, they were too optimistic with him. They held on to that for too long. They were too optimistic with Clint Frazier. But even that, like, we didn't think Clint Frazier was going to hit 150. No. At um, worst, we thought, you know, yeah. he'd at least hit some home I think we saw Aaron Hicks was decaying and couldn't stay on the field. And even when he did, he didn't look great. Uh, the Brett Gardner thing didn't really make much sense. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, DJ, you can. You can that was really unexpected. Put that on management, like that. That's unexpected. Glaber too. Like I don't know what what his problem is. I mean, he had that RBI double yesterday. He hit a home run the other day, but still, overall in the season, hasn't been great at all. Defensively, he's been Glaber's been a good player, right? He hasn't been Glaber Torres' future superstar that we thought he was, right? But it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Because this started last season. How many home runs did he hit last season? Uh, three. So, it kind of started in that 60-game season. But like we said, with a lot of guys that didn't have good 60-game seasons, we said, okay, you know what? Let's just scrap it. Over 162, we expect you to be better. I think we're kind of also realizing that this year was going to be a little more of a weird year than we thought. Because hitting's down... The Yankees aren't playing well. The Giants aren't first place. Right, like you usually see one surprise team maybe every year in the MLB, um, and even if they are a surprise team, they're not like the best team in. Ba- the Giants are literally the best team in baseball right now. You have the Red Sox are in first place. Nobody saw that coming. Second place. Second place, right? I forgot the Rays are doing really well, but they're they're they have a first place record. Yeah. Um, the second best record in the the, the NLE. The Braves suck. Like, they're, what are the Braves in fourth place right the Bra- now? The Braves are in second. They got issues, though. Like, the Braves have real they're issues. second? The Phillies were in second the other day. What happened? They won a good series or something? Yeah, the, the Braves actually won a series versus the Dodgers, two out of three. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, then you got the a, Reds. Uh, I mean, it's... It's a weird year. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know. And I'm, I don't not, I'm not throwing that and saying it's a weird year the Yankees are going to come back and be a World Series contender next year with the same roster. Like I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think we underestimated the weirdness of this year. And I think the Yankees did a bad job with shaking up their roster, as I've talked about before in the offseason. They did a terrible job, actually. Well, they kept the same roster. Yeah. They kept everybody. Yeah. What, what did they add? They added Kluber. Yeah, that's that's they, they kept. They added Kluber. They got, added Tyon. They, offensively, they didn't add... Anything they traded for Odor in the beginning of the season. That's really it. Starting all their starting players have, are the same. Yeah, I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean, everything. I mean, seems like normal, other than you know, like teams like the Red Sox and yeah, 
the Giants. I actually liked the Giants at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I thought they would, like, float around 500. What's the Reds' record? They're not that good. They're 28 and 29. Really? Yeah. Their pitching must be doing horrible. Their because we know how great Castellanos and Winker. I thought you were going to say how bad Luis Castillo is. Oh, Luis Castillo is oh, we, we know how bad Luis Castillo If you have him on fan- in fantasy baseball, we're sorry because yeah. we feel your pain. Yeah, he's terrible. I got him on two teams, so double pain. But, yeah, I mean, the Cubs are in first place. That's a team we thought that we're going to nah, be sellers. Nah. You thought... Remember? I picked oh, them, you I liked picked them the, to win the division. That's right. Although I did pick the Angels to win the West, and that's not looking so good right now. But Mike Trout has been hurt, so. Yeah, but they, still, they weren't playing good with Mike Trout. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought the Cubs were going to be sellers. Yeah. I didn't see any. I mean, Kimbrel's been great. They've got Chris Bryant's about pitching. to get a contract. He's I know. about to get paid. Yeah, that's going to be a massive contract. And I, I texted you the other day. Can you? I can't believe Freddie Freeman's a free agent. Like that is not. We all we talk about is this shortstop class, this shortstop class. We know, and even like we know Scherzer is going to be a free agent, but it's still not talked about that much. But Freddie Freeman, the reigning NL MVP, I think a multiple time All Star and a star in the league, like is going to be a free agent, and he's an unrestricted free agent, like no player option, unrestricted. Free agent. I knew he was going to be yeah. a free agent because I'm obviously I, I know more about the Braves yeah. roster than you might. You feel like, do, are you going to say you feel like it's known that he's just going to resign? Yes. Yeah. I was going to, that's why something. nobody yeah. knows. I think, I think he's going to resign. So do I. I mean, unless a team like the New York Yankees said, okay, here's, you know, an absurd, comp- yeah, an, an absurd overpass. I think the type of guy he is, he's a real like family guy. He's been with, he's a, he's been with the Braves forever and he's, you know, got kids now and everything. You can see him. He's settled. He's settled in Atlanta. You can see him saying, yeah, I don't know. Atlanta, do, could you see a possibility? Like, look at the Braves roster. Could you see them saying, mm. eh, maybe? I don't think so. Maybe we'll like retool for a couple of years. I don't think so. You don't see it? Nah. Like, are you saying you, the, they sell Freeman at the deadline? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they're very unless good. they really tank and they're like. 15 games under at the deadline. Listen, I could be wrong. I've watched them. They can't really pitch. They don't have a great bullpen. They let Mark Melanson walk for some yeah. unknown reason. Yeah. And now he has What's 20 saves. What's with the Padres getting all these closers and they're like uh, revamping their career? Kirby Yates. Yeah, Kirby Yates. Even while well, Kimbrell was on them for a little bit. Kirby Yates. Now yeah. Mark Melanson. Melanson has 20 saves. Yeah. Locked down. Yeah. And the Braves, who have nothing in their bullpen, said, you know what? Yeah, we don't want you yeah. for a couple million dollars. I mean, no one saw that coming, but still. Like, He's an arm. Yeah. I mean, he. I think on a lot of teams, he'd be a seventh-inning right. guy. And Will Smith isn't having a great year. No. Four ERA. So, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to blow it up. Right. But I could see them possibly. Like, if, if they are, like, not in it. Let's, let's say the Mets are, may God forbid the Phillies start running away with the division. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. I can't believe all. how bad Christian Pache's been. Oh, he's not having a good year? Not at all. Really? He's, he was... he's, he's like one of the worst players in baseball. <laughs> really? I didn't know this. He is... He was like a really highly touted prospect. Um, I mean, he wasn't like a Cunha level, but I'm pretty sure he was like at least a top 15 prospect. He was. I remember a good, you know, a good, def- really good yeah. defender hit, you know. Five tools. Yeah. He was a five-tool player. He has played 22 games, 63 at-bats. He's batting 111 
with a 358 OPS. He's got a negative 6 OPS plus and a negative 0.7 war. Wow. I mean, he's been terrible. Let's have a little quick uh, makeup uh, on the fly segment right now. What MLB players are doing absolutely terrible right now, okay? I have one that just came off, off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Matt Carpenter has been, like, awful. Oh, I knew this. He's yeah. batting 161. He surprisingly has a 295 on base, so he's still walking. He's always been a high on base guy. And a 606 OPS. He's got three home runs. He's got a negative .3 war and a 74 OPS plus. I mean, that's that's brutal. Yeah. How's Chris Davis doing with the with a C? You know, the Orioles. Chris Davis didn't he get hurt? I think he's out for the year. Oh, but uh, God forbid. That man's. I mean, that man's career has just gone down the drain. I think we all know that. Hundred sixty one million dollars later, though. Yeah. There, he's a rich guy. Yeah, that's what that's what happens. I feel bad for him, honestly. Like I, I think you could tell it was like messing with the head. What the contract? No, like that he wasn't performing. And uh, yeah, the contract he wasn't living up to his contract. He's somebody like. I always hear the steroid talk with him. Oh yeah, you, you know he, he got was? he got caught for some sort of PED. I forgot what it was. I mean, in reality, like he had this. All right, he twenty twelve he had hit like thirty three home runs, and then that crazy year he had he had fifty three home runs, and then he was hurt the next year, but he still had twenty six. But he batted one ninety six. Yeah, and then he had another really good year. That was twenty fifteen, where he had forty seven home runs. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. Like there was like th- like a nice stretch of like three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is Not rough. Good. That is rough. One of the worst contracts ever, definitely. Yeah. So the the Dodgers have been weird. They lose a series in Atlanta. They've been really up and down. Really up and down. But their run. You want to know what their run differential is? What? Hold on. I just had it, but I was just off of. I looked up. I tried to look up like the Braves like players like stats like individually and i just went off of it and now for some reason it's not here we go standings their standings they are a plus 83 wow they're expected the yankees are negative right um yeah the yankees are negative four oh my god the mets are plus 11 plus 83 is a lot what's their record 34 and 25, their expected win-loss is 38-21 and 21 yeah. with that run differential. Yeah. And this, the Giants have a plus 70, so do the Padres. Yeah. Their expected win total is 37 wins and 22 losses. Oh, that's exactly what they have. Right. The Giants. Yeah. Crazy. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some NBA playoffs. We're going to do our segment over-unders for the Western Conference semifinals series and talk some nets. <laughs> they just had a game. Yeah. We'll get to that when we come right back. The SND Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. We are back. The Hardline Sports Talk, episode 13. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. And we are going to get to our segment tonight, over-unders, with the NBA Western Conference Semifinal Series. 
We're going to start off with the Nuggets Suns, who actually just tipped off 13-9 Nuggets in the first quarter. So let's start off with that series. The Nuggets are the three seed? Um, yes. yes. The three seed. Suns are the two seed. Yeah, Jazz are the one. Clippers are the four. Yeah. Yes. So over under, we're going to set it at six games. We might have said five and a half, four. We're going to set it at six games. What do you got? Over or under six games? Um, I'm going to go over. I'm going Suns and seven is my prediction for that. Um, I love the Suns. I think they're going to the finals. That was my pick for out of the Western Conference. I wow. Think, um, they're a really good team. I mean, Devin Booker has been like playing out of his mind. Recently, in the beginning of that series, he wasn't playing crazy. He was doing good, but... He found yeah, himself. I think with the leadership of Chris Paul, and then you have, you know, DeAndre Ayton can hang with Jokic. I mean, it's it's a it's not he's not gonna shut him down, obviously. But he he's can, the MVP. He can hang with Jokic. Um, yeah, I think I think they're I think the loss of Murray is gonna be felt in this series. For yeah, the I was about to say that. I'm gonna say a push, and I'm gonna say Suns and six. Um, I completely agree with the loss of Murray, the guard play between Booker and. Um, and Chris Paul, I think that's going to be big. The Suns are going to have a big advantage there. Yeah. And like you said, Aiton can play. He showed that he can play. Right. And I do like this Suns team. I really yeah. do. I really like Devin Booker. Yeah. And Chris Paul adds something that not a lot of teams have, especially in the playoffs. And whole, I'm, I'm, I don't know who I'm rooting for because I want to see the best possible finals matchup. Right. So do I. So I don't know if it's the Jazz or the Suns, but I would like to see Chris Paul in the finals. Right. So, so he's never been, right? No, I don't think. No, he hasn't. He's never he's been. Come to the up finals. short a bunch. I know that. Yeah. So we can say we're rooting for Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Banana Boat Bros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's it's, it's Mellow, Wade, uh, LeBron, and Chris Paul, right? Yep. That, those are the Banana Boat. The boys. Yeah. The boys. So let's head to the next series. Clippers, Jazz, Jazz, the one seed. Clippers, the four seed. They, I mean, that series against the Mavs was great. Not a, a home team did not win a game until yeah. game seven when the Clippers, that was the first time in NBA history. And Luka was phenomenal. He scored 40 in game seven. Mm-hmm. He's just become, he's become my favorite player. Yeah. I don't know about you. He's unbelievable. I think I'm going to get his jersey, actually, too. Really? Yeah. 77. Interesting number, yeah. Yeah, it, it is an interesting number. It works for him. I, I like the blue, too, at Dallas. I can get the nice yeah, blue Dallas jersey. Yeah, Dallas does have nice jerseys. Um, we're setting it at six, right? We're setting this one at six. What do you got? I'm going push. I'm going jazz and six. Okay. Um, the Clippers obviously have the star power. They have Kawhi. They have Paul George, who, by the way, Kawhi had one of the best playoff games I've ever seen in game six. That, yeah, 45 points. 18 miss. for 25 from the field. I mean, my God. Um... But yeah, the Jazz are just such a good all-around team. Defensively, they can shoot the ball out of the building. Uh, yeah, I'm going Jazz in six, and I'm looking forward to a Jazz Suns Western Conference Finals. I'm going over, okay? So I think it's going to go seven games, and I'm flip-flopping on who I think is going to win. Really? Because at the beginning of the playoffs, I had said I kind of like the Clippers yeah. if they can turn it on. I'm picking the Jazz because I got to st- this whole time I've been saying the the Clippers are pretenders. I got I got to stick with my gut here. I'm gonna go with the Jazz. They okay. shoot the ball way too well, and I think if they get hot, 
They can defend anybody, the Jazz. And if they get hot shooting, they can beat anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go Jazz in seven. I think this is going to be yeah. a really, and really you know, good th- series. They have that that roster where a, a couple different guys can go for 30 in a night. Donovan Mitchell can go for 30. Bogdanovich can go for 30. Or Bajanov- no, it's Bogdanovich. It's Bogdanovich. They have the yeah. same name. Yeah. Bo- yeah. yeah. No, it's Bojan, not Bo- yeah, the, the same last name. Yeah. Stupidest thing in the world. Bogdanovich can go for 30 in a night. Even like, you know, Mike Conley can. Yeah. Joe, in- Joe Ingles can. Joe Ingles can. If he gets on, Joe, Joe Ingles can. Um, so, yeah. I think the Jazz are going to win that series. I think this is going to, again, like I said, I think this is going to be a really good series. I'm excited to watch this one. And, yeah, so that, those are over-unders. We both said, I said a push. For the first one, for the Suns Nuggets, Suns and Six. You, so you said have, we have the same teams winning. I just have the Suns and Seven, Jazz and Six, and you have it the other way around. Yes, I have the Jazz and Seven, Suns and Six. Okay, right. let's go over to the Eastern Conference. So, so wait, so that means our our final four is from the last week's segment too. So we mean we're gonna have Nets, Hawks, and Jazz, Suns, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. Right. Let's talk about the, the, the Hawks a little bit. You want to talk about the Hawks or want to yeah. talk about the Nets? Let's, we'll talk about the Nets in a little bit. Let's just quickly touch on the Hawks. Um, I'm excited about them, actually. Yeah. Because we predicted it. I we I was hanging out on Sunday, I think, with our friends. And we were I was saying, I, me and Jam and picked the Hawks. We think the Hawks are going to win this series. Yeah. And everybody was like, you guys are crazy. You guys are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they well, shot him out of the gym. Yeah. I mean, I did... I can't believe the score ended up that close at the end, but... They trailed by 26 at one point, they and they somehow come, came back. And that defense, the way they can put pressure on you, they can turn the ball over against anybody. And it was it was really yeah. like... The Philadelphia fans got into it, obviously. It was close. It was, you know, there was two minutes left. There was a single-digit game after it wasn't a single-digit yeah. game the whole time. And something I was shocked about was Joel Embiid. He played on a partially torn meniscus. He played over 30 minutes. He scored 39 points. Yeah. Dominated. Yeah. Let's just hope that it lasts on him, you know, because one, he could tear that uh, more in an instant. But what I was going to say was Trey Young played fantastic, obviously. And I think, I thought of this when the final score popped up, right? You know, in baseball, you you're in the on deck circle. You you swing a couple bats. You put a donut on your bat, whatever. Make the bat feels heavy, and then when you're you're swinging the bat at the plate, it feels like a feather in your hand. Do you think that maybe I'm just making an analogy here is kind of what the Hawks felt like in Game One after playing the Knicks and dealing with that tough, the best defense in the NBA, dealing with them, and then facing the the Sixers in Game One. Do you think they kind of had that feeling? I know that we know Ben Simmons is a fantastic defender, but them overall as a team, they're not the defensive team that the Knicks are. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's like different style. Mm-hmm. I think Thibodeau, uh, Thibodeau won Coach of the Year right. today. I think Thibodeau had a better year coaching wise than Rivers. Okay. I think the schemes are are obviously different. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to stop him. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's any way. But he's one of the hardest guys to guard in the league. They just they were wide open. Yeah, I just think that was a lack of almost like effort from right. Philadelphia. They were just Maybe open they the whole time. The Hawks, honestly, that could have been it for sure. But yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. But right. yeah, I, I hope Embiid stays healthy because yeah, if so they if they do win this series, it may, it makes for a really good Eastern Conference Finals. Right. And I think we pretty much know who's going to be in that. Right. But if they can 
this is I think this is going to be an exciting series. Though. Like yeah. this can go seven. Yeah. And Bogdanovich, he played very well. Jay, I have the box score for the Nets game on my phone right now. And J.M. is looking at the final score of the Nets-Bucks game. And he made a face like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm disgusted by this. 39 points? I guess we could just go into it. Because... I mean, this team's unstoppable. What I mean, they can, did, can we just give them a ring already? What they did tonight without James Harden. In their own building, yes. But against a team... Can we can we look at this for a second? Mm-hmm. I was, I heard this this morning. Not only do the Bucks have a better coach, they yeah. have more chemistry. They've yeah. been here before. Yep. More, pl- more that team, team has more. Yeah. And yet, they made this happens. Look like an AAU team. Tonight. This yeah. happens, and their point guard was the Nets point guard was not there. Yeah. And Giannis is one of the three best players in the world. But I think it's Talon, fair to say Durant's Talon back. Out beats everything. That's the bottom line, especially in the NBA. Yeah, talent does. I mean, you, you could construct a team tomorrow of guys from all over the place that are great players and they'll win a playoff series. Like that's just what happens. How does a guy like Damian Lillard look at this? Because this is kind of like a perfect analogy. Damian Lillard's trying to win it in in Portland or whatever. Yeah. But he sees these three guys just go here. Yeah. And do what they have to do. And, and and form a team, and mm-hmm. yet you have this team with Milwaukee that's loyal and they want to stay together yeah. in chemistry, but it does not work. It doesn't work. It's a star-driven league. He needs that's to get out of there. Line. He needs to get out. I am petitioning yeah. for Damian Lillard to get out of Portland, whether he comes to New York, whether he goes play for Philadelphia, yeah. wherever. Actually, not Philadelphia. The I don't Heat. want to see them succeed. Yes, anywhere else yeah. but Portland. Go form a really, really good team because you're not going to win in Portland. No. As much as you want to, as much as you like the fans. It's not possible. Go Unless to a big city. somehow finds a way to bring a Kawhi Leonard or somebody that ain't happening. to Portland. Yeah, and it, that ain't happening. Exactly. Go team up with Kawhi in, in New York. Go yeah. do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Damian Lillard, I feel like I'm seeing you in this microphone right now. Get out. Right. Get out. Go win make like... A, make a rap song, diss the Blazers, whatever you gotta do. He's a good rapper, by the way. He's a really good rapper. Really? Yeah. I remember he used to be in 2K, and like your 2K yeah. guy can go to like his studio and make... Yeah. yeah. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a really good rapper. Him and Marvin Bagley went back and forth. They made oh, diss tracks yeah. about each other. Marvin, Marvin Bagley. Bagley. That was a name that... Yeah. Yeah. I loved Marvin, Marvin Bagley yeah. out of college. Dame Dollar. What a draft that was. And I, wanted, I forgot to bring that up when we were talking about the Nuggets. How about, uh, you know... The Fortnite boy, Kevin Knox, <laughs> can't, can't get on the floor. And then you have Michael Porter Jr. dropping 25 a night. I'm 22 in the you. first half, first quarter. Hold, the on, hell he did. hold on. Hear me out. I think Michael Porter Jr. would have been a bigger bust in New York than Kevin Knox. Why? You, you know they would have screwed him over or yeah. something? There would have been way too much pressure on this kid as soon as he came back from whatever injury. He had knee injuries. Yeah. Whatever injuries he came back from, he would have had issues with pressure and he would have had to be, you know, the number one guy and there would be just so much talk about him. Okay. Kevin Knox wasn't a huge name, so yeah, it was but easy. I think the talent anyways that you saw, the Porter was a way better prospect. The only thing was his injury, that was it. But take injuries away, he was a way better prospect coming out of college than Knox was. We were at that draft and I wasn't a Nick fan at the time. I'll be completely honest with you. And you're not a Nick fan now. Okay. Whatever you say. And we were at that draft, and Porter was not. Porter was obviously was on the board, and nobody knew who the Knicks were taking. No. So everybody was chanting, you know, Michael Porter, MPJ. Yeah, we want Porter. Everybody wanted him. Yeah. Right, and then they come out. They announced Kevin Knox, and everybody started booing. Yeah. 
And then a couple of picks later, MPJ was taken. Yep. That was a fun draft. That was Luca. That was that Trey. Was Luka, that was Trey Young. That, yeah, Aiton, that was that was a that was a really good draft. Really, really. I, wow. How about Aiton. that trade? Yeah. Luca for Trey Young. I think it's working out for both. Yeah. I can't believe Aiton's that young. I I forget about mm-hmm. that. That he was in that draft. Yep. Yeah. So Marvin Bagley hasn't panned out. No, but I Ooh, I love Morgan. Who's Bagley. the last? Pick? Oh, uh, Jaron Jackson is the last pick of that top five. And he's a good. He's a really good player yeah. from Memphis. Just uh, so we kind of, I said this before. Tom Thibodeau won the NBA Coach of the Year. He actually didn't have the most first place votes. Monty oh, Williams did forty five. So they do total points. Yeah, so he beat him out by eleven. He How deserved many first it. First place votes did he have? Monty had forty five. Me and Monty on a first name basis. Yeah, and Tom had forty three. Thibodeau. Oh, Tom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, first name basis again. Who was third? The Jazz coach? Yes, Quinn Snyder. Oh, Quinn, yeah. Quinn. Good old Quinny. Doc. Boy. Doc from Philadelphia, my boy. He was fourth. Nate McMillan was fifth. And I'm reading down this list because I really want to tell you who's sixth. What's the, uh, Steve Nash? I mean, come on. Yeah. Did anyone get a first place vote? Like, did Steve Nash get a first place vote? Did no. Did McMillan get a first place vote? McMillan didn't. Rivers did. He got two. Quinn Snyder got ten. Is Austin Rivers on the ballot? Is it, is he on the voting board? Austin? Is that, is that who gave Doc one <laughs> Oh, of yeah, he gave his dad his... Yeah. Uh, where is he? He's with Denver, right? He's or something? Da- yeah. He's playing well, too. Yeah. Nick's going to use him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nick's going to use a lot yeah, in that yeah. series. Yeah. So, that's what's happening. Again, the Nets win by 39. They're not going to be stopped. They could sit hard and, like, well, listen, seriously, let Harden rest. Right. Let Harden rest, to re- yeah. you know, for the rest of this season. Go hit the strip club, do whatever. You do whatever do he's got to do. Do you want to hear something crazy? What? I work with this guy. Okay, I don't want to name drop anybody. So he was telling me he, he has a friend that works for the Barclays Center. Okay. Security, and he said the three guys. He goes, right, so I'll start with Durant. Durant's the nicest guy. He'll yeah. come up to you, he'll talk to you, he'll ask you how long you've been working, blah blah, yeah. just you know, outgoing. Right. Kyrie is an a-hole. Okay. Psycho. Like, yeah. what we think, you know, like, out, you know, just yeah. walks out, In doesn't say a word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> this is so funny. So, the guys that work security for the yeah. Nets, you know, follow him. Not only does he stay out until 4 or 5 in the morning some nights, he's in the worst neighborhoods in New York. He's in Harlem. They, they like, they take turns going out with him because it's just every night. It's every night this guy goes out, and they cannot stand being his security detail. Oh, my God. It's like everything that you think about him, it's true. it's true. You ever see that guy who came up with all those charts and said James Harden's uh, performance <laughs> based on the ratings of strip clubs in yes. that city? And it was literally like, a, it was so funny, but I was like, oh, my God. It kind of correlates. Like, the better the strip club. Was it the better strip club, the worse he yes. played? Yeah. He doesn't play well when he's out late at night, you know, at the strip club. Drinking and eating wings. Listen, James, go to as many strip clubs as you want. As long as you can come and drop 30 and 15 assists. He can. He yeah. can do whatever yeah. he has to do. Go out He's to incredible. Harlem. He's incredible. Go out to Harlem. Go to the worst neighborhood in New York and, and do your thing, James. Yeah. Please, because you're a national treasure. So, the Nets will take on the Bucks, And I'm just talking out of my ass here because I don't know when the next game is. I got to look. <laughs> <laughs> Not Wednesday, not Wednesday, it's Thursday at Milwaukee. So, 
They'll just go up 3-0, and they'll end it in four. I said it would be in five. I thought this would be more competitive. Doesn't look like it. Nah, doesn't look like it. Let's go to some NFL news. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. I like to talk some football. Yeah, I don't. See Zach Wilson, the boys going to the Islander game. Yeah, Zach Wilson. See Danny Dimes Dan- is Danny Dimes is back in. Oh, uh, I you know I meant to send you go. this. I meant to send you this TikTok <laughs> today. So this freaking kid makes a TikTok and is like, "The NFL isn't ready for this trio," and it's like, <laughs> it's like this hype music behind it. It's like Kenny Galladay and that's just Saquon and it's freaking Daniel Jones on like hell yeah. It's a highlight clip of him running like twenty yards, and all the comments are like. I started hysterical laughing when Daniel Jones popped up on the screen, and so did I. I was like, yeah. "Watch out!" Oh yeah, watch Please, out! Please no, hide, hide, hide everything. Hide your girlfriends. Daniel Jones is coming on the field with the New York Giants. Yeah, watch out for Danny Dimes. So anyway, Julio Jones is traded to the Tennessee Titans. He and a 2023 six-round pick is heading to Tennessee, while the Falcons are getting a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round fourth-round pick, and. The Titans are going to take all the money in his deal. Obviously, it's a pretty big contract. I think it's $18 million for this mm-hmm. upcoming season. And Atlanta had no cap room, not enough to sign their draft picks. Yeah. So they can do that now. Yeah. Good for them. And I, I'm i fine with the trade, both sides. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to get a first-round pick for him. No. If they did, it was going to be like, right. you know, 2023. But then it, it makes you wonder, you know, every time something like this happens, and you're like, oh, they didn't really give up that much. Makes you wonder, you know, why didn't why didn't the Ravens make a stronger push, or something like that? It's got to be the money. It, it has to be. And, and I, I mean, I know they're in a tight spot, the Ravens cap wise. I'm sure they are because they have a lot of talent on their roster, and that's usually what happens. But they need a wide receiver. I mean, I know they got Bateman, they got Sammy Watkins. I guess they're they're satisfied with their wide receivers. What about the Packers trying? You know, yeah. I mean, not not uh, as much, really not as much, happening. but also trading him within the conference. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. I didn't that. really see that happening. I don't want to be disrespectful here. He's one of the best receivers I've ever seen. Don't say something stupid right now. If I'm Atlanta, cool. Goodbye. Hurt. A lot of money. Oh, we got on. the weapons. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm seriously. Well, I mean, they should have traded him. I think it was obvious that it wasn't working out. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still a phenomenal player. I mean, he's had a couple injury problems, but he's he's still a top five. I feel like every easily. week he's on the the injury report. That was last year. He was yeah. The year before, come on, he's always injured. I'm not calling him overrated here. I'm not. He's great, but th- to me, this doesn't even like the Titans. To me, were the second best team in that division, and they stayed. A- Exactly See, the I same. I agree. I don't. In the NFL, the same thing happened with the Browns when they got Odell. Like, I don't think adding all these weapons is going to make your team a lot better. I think those are like the the shiny toys that you get when you already have the foundation. Like with the Bills, the Bills had a great defense. They had an up and coming quarter uh, quarterback, a great head coach, and they got Stephon Diggs right, and it helped the team out. But I don't think you put. Julio Jones on a team with a terrible defense like the Tennessee Titans, and all of a sudden they're going to be this Super Bowl contender. Terrible, terrible defense. They they lost Jackson. They lost yeah. so many guys. They lost Marcus uh, And their Butler. defense already had a down year last year compared to the year before. They can't rush the passer. No. They tried to – they brought in Clowney. He was irrelevant yeah. last season. They they drafted uh, that – what the hell is that guy's name? The Mississippi State guy. I'm forgetting his Simmons, something like that. I'm forgetting his name. But they drafted a guy from Mississippi State, like an interior defensive lineman, 
trying to help out with that. That that he didn't have a great rookie season. So I, I I mean I'm not gonna knock the trade and be like this is a terrible trade, but they had a need at wide receiver. They lost yeah, Davis. In, they in lost John Smith. Managing your cap and allocating your resources, it doesn't really make sense to me that they would take all this, this cap hit and your defense is still atrocious. Or they can just try and get to shootouts with teams now. I'm with you. No, I'm with I'm with you. A team like the Ravens who already has a really good, you know, you kind of brought up this argument with with the Giants and Galladay, and. I think it's different when you're trading for somebody. Okay. You got to give up even more resources when, you know, Tennessee doesn't have a lot on defense. Right. So, and the John, and they don't have a lot of cap space. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, I'm I'm with you there. A team like the Ravens really should have bounced on that because that would have been yeah. And it's not, and Ryan Tannehill's already established. I mean, we agree he's like a bottom of the top 10 quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, he's been phenomenal, so. Yeah, him and A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Yeah. They'll be exciting. They'll score points. I mean, you've had uh, – they lost Corey Davis, obviously, but – They're they're going to score points. They're going to score points, but it's gonna are be, they going to be able to not give them up? And I've liked the Titans, too. Yeah. I liked I liked them the year they went to the AFC Championship game. I was higher on them than most people were last season. Yep. I thought they were a dark horse to get back to that AFC Championship game. I thought they would beat the Ravens in the wild card round. They didn't. And – now I'm, you know, looking at it and saying they don't have a defense, and the Colts are much better. I think the Colts are much better. Yeah. I think it's like, a, yeah. I think it's like a three game. The difference. Colts are Super Bowl contenders in my in my mind. I completely agree. I, I think mean, Wentz is going to bounce back. I, I think, think they got a yeah. good offensive line, good if, running game. If Wentz game. is playing like 2017 Carson Wentz, then oh my god, are they Super? Bowl I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah, they have a great defense, great line, great coach. Yeah, they got they have everything. Yeah, their only Wentz weaknesses I would say are. Their their wide receivers aren't phenomenal. Not nothing crazy, but they're they're good enough. Yeah. I mean, their secondary is good. The linebackers are good. Their defensive line. I mean, maybe their pass rush isn't. They got Buckner. They have Buckner. Uh, they got uh, just is Justin Houston still? There? I know he's uh, kind of past his days, but I think he might still be there. Yeah. I'm not 100. We know how great their either. line is. Yeah, they're no, they're gonna be. Um, they're. I think they're gonna win the division by a few games. And you know, they had a lot of cap space coming into this offseason, and they didn't really spend it that much. The Who? Colts, the Colts, yes, they a didn't. lot of cap space. So I guess they the way they evaluated the free agent market and graded all the players, they didn't think a lot of guys were worth it. Chris Ballard's a GM there, and he's a genius. Yeah, I I trust. I think he's one of the top five GMs in the league. Yeah. I trust him hundred percent. So, yeah, Col- Colts are um, Colts are in a good spot. Yeah. I agree. And they didn't give up a lot to get a guy that could possibly be a franchise no, quarterback. not at all. So, And the Eagles are a dumpster fire. We love reminding people of that. Yeah. So that's going to do it for the 13th episode of the Hardline Sports Talk. We appreciate the support. Please, we didn't get any emails. Email us. <laughs> um, we're going to create the TikTok soon. Yeah. Peep our uh, Instagram. We posted our all-star ballots. Subject to change. Yes, we... Jesse we, Winker hit a three-home run game right after I made my ballot. You so. didn't put him on? No. Ah. Oh, he's got a 1,000 yeah. OPS. Yeah, and then, he's had 14 home runs before then. Couldn't put him on. Nope. Well, now he would be. Yeah, go check out our Instagram page. We'll post it on Twitter as well. Again, email us questions that you want an- answered on the podcast when we record. We record on Thursday, next this Thursday. Yeah. It'll be out Friday. So... Hopefully by then the Islanders are moving on to the second yeah, round. Yeah, that'd be nice. And we anything to say? No. All right. Not really. We'll talk. I just to can't you. wait to get out of here, man. I'm still dying. I know. I'm gonna have to write the description uh, when we get home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you guys later in the week.